Welcome to the Jay Kim Show. This is your host, Jay Kim. I am an investor, author, and fitness entrepreneur. And for the first time in Asia, I sit down with the world's most brilliant minds in business, investing, and entrepreneurship. You'll learn all the secrets, strategies, and formulas to becoming a successful entrepreneur directly from the masters. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insight to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. Today's show guest is Craig Ballantyne, also known as the world's most disciplined man by his friends and coaching clients. Craig is a fitness and performance coach who helps stressed out executives and entrepreneurs achieve extraordinary results in every aspect of their lives. He's been a contributor to Men's Health Magazine for over 17 years and is the author of The Perfect Day Formula, which is a book that explains the five pillars of success for anyone to use to make more money, lose weight, find the love of your life, and overcome pretty much any obstacle in your way. So if you are a busy entrepreneur or business owner or just a busy professional, this is definitely an episode for you. I can relate to many, many of the principles that Craig teaches. Let's jump right in. Hi, Craig. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We're very happy to have you out here. And for our audience here listening in from Asia, can you please tell us who is Craig Ballantyne and what do you do for a living? Yes, very, very good question, Jay. And it's also great to be here. And hello to everybody listening. So, hey, my name is Craig Ballantyne. I started in the fitness industry many, many years ago. I got a master's degree in exercise physiology and I got really lucky in 2000. In the year 2000, I started writing for Men's Health magazine. I built up this program called Turbulence Training, which was this fitness program that I've sold uh, over 100,000 copies around the world. That was my real big thing for about 15 years. And then I wrote this new book, The Perfect Day Formula, which uh, you're living right now, Jay, I'm living right now, and everybody who is proactive and successful is living it right now. And hopefully we can talk about that today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm especially excited for today's uh, uh, show episode because I'm also kind of a fitness guy, but I'm also a huge advocate of sort of, uh, you know, waking up early and getting on with your day. I've been a morning workout guy for, you know, over a decade. And it really is one of the key, you know, moments that sort of changed my life uh, for the better. And I think all, you know, many entrepreneurs will swear by fitness being a very important and integral part of their success. So let's get right into it. Tell us, uh, okay, so thanks for the intro, by the way, and tell us how you went from sort of being a fitness guy to literally parlaying that into being a very successful entrepreneur. At what point along the way did you transition from, okay, I'm no longer just going to be writing men's health magazines and you know, obviously selling your turbulence training program, but really being a performance coach, like a, a high, high level performance coach for uh, peak, peak performers? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. It goes way back to about the year 2006. I actually struggled through some real severe anxiety. And at that time, I realized I got to put a little bit more structure in my day, which allowed me to become more successful. And then I also had hired a business coach at the same time, and we were putting me on the path to creating a business that helped people not only with fitness, but also improve their wealth, 
Im- improve their family life and and just you know become overall much wiser in many areas of their life. And so I learned then I needed to go out and network with people. I needed to become a better coach. I needed to start my own coaching program. I needed to become a better writer, and I needed to really step out of my comfort zone and overcome my natural introverted state and learn how to become a good speaker. And so I started doing all of those things in about 2007, and then it was just several years after that, I had enough people joining my mastermind group and then started doing one-on-one coaching that I dipped my toe into helping these people to, you know, 10x their lives, 10x their business, and Started with phone coaching and worked up to these uh, real small group workshops that I have now with the, like you said, high performers, really elite performers in the business world. And and one of the is is one of the sort of tenants still the the train like the fitness side of things. Like how important is that into someone's success? Well, it is very important. And as you mentioned, doing it first thing in the morning is well, you probably do it because it's really helpful to you. You get a good start to the day. And so back way back in 2002, 2003, when I was a uh, I guess a struggling personal trainer, I was successful enough, but it wasn't like uh, I am today. And I was a personal trainer and I had all these CEO clients and Jay, they would f- almost fight over that 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. time slot. And, you know, a young guy, I was, you know, he's 27 years old. I was thinking, why do these people want to be up at this time of day working out? And I realized that if they didn't do it at that time of day, they wouldn't get it done at all. And so they want to have energy. They want to have focus and they want to be mm. fit because they knew that they are fighter jets and they need to be mentally performing at a high level. And the only way that you can mentally perform at a high level is to physically be fit at a high level. And so they were taking care of their nutrition, overcoming all the temptations, using my workout programs to get a lot of results in a short amount of time. And that allowed them to go into the office and dominate their days and be focused in meetings and and really get a lot done so they get home on time and spend quality time with their family. So that was when I realized, holy cow, there's more to this than just looking good. It's really about performing at a high level in every area of your life. That's right. I mean, I, I totally, I, and that's one of the reasons, it's actually the main reason myself uh, to, that I started working out in the morning is because I literally, there was always something after work, drinks or, or meetings or just, you're just, you're just bushed at the end of the day. And the last thing you want to do is, you know, get into the gym and get a workout. And if, even if you do get there, it's not going to be a good one. And so when I, when I made a commitment to start working out in the morning, it literally changed my life. So, uh, you know, so your, your book, thank you for, for, uh, for sending that over the perfect day formula. I, I read it in one sitting and it was, it was almost like, I, I I kind of feel like I I I should have read that. I wish I had read this maybe ten years ago because a lot of the same things that you talk about and and in your system there, I kind of had to struggle and figure out on my own. And, and as I was reading it, I was like, man, I wish I had met Craig ten years ago because he would have made my life so much easier, and I could have just accelerated uh, everything, all my progress. And so I'm really excited to share. Uh, your, you know, your book and your, then the message with my audience today, because I think it's going to really help them level up their lives and their careers. So 
Let's uh, let's jump into the book. You've structured the book in in a, a several different ways, but you know, I think on the big the big picture level, there's something that you call the three C formula. So maybe we can start there, and we can kind of dig into the different sections of your book. Yeah, absolutely. And so I learned the three C formula by studying Stoic philosophy, which is actually becoming very popular. My friends Tim Ferriss and Ryan Holiday have written about it a lot. And mm-hmm. there's this one quote from. A philosopher named Epictetus. And I got this from this little book, a translation of Epictetus's teachings called The Art of Living, which is almost like my horoscope. I read like a little page a day. It's really cool. It's like the Tao Te Ching. It's really simple read and it feels like it's speaking to you every day. But there's a quote in it where Epictetus says, control what you can, cope with what you can't, and concentrate on what counts. And As soon as I read that, I went, oh my goodness, that is the secret to life. That is the secret to having way less stress. And every day I just realized, hey, I can't control whether or not my friends are in a bad mood or, you know, my, uh, I'm stuck in traffic or it's raining out, but I can control my reaction to it. And then I realized, Jay, as I was starting to put together my book and it was a real struggle to take all of these things in my head and put them down in a logical, organized manner. I mean, I actually ended up writing 300 pages of the book and it came out to be like 140 pages thanks to my editor. Mm -hmm. But I took that 3C formula, control what you can, cope with what you can, concentrate on what counts. And I applied it to the three parts of the day because it really, I don't know, I must have had a flash of insight where I realized, you know what, you control your morning. And then everything goes to chaos in the afternoon, but you can cope with that chaos if you plan ahead for the obstacles that you know are going to come up into your way. And then you do all of this planning and all of this work so that in the evenings, most people, they go home and they concentrate on what counts, which is family time, their spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, their children, their parents, whatever there is that they're doing, they're taking care of their health, their hobbies, their relaxation. We want to have that free time. And, and I'm, a, I'm an old school guy, Jay. I like the, to have what I call separation of work and home life, where you don't take your work home and kind of go in and out of work for the hours where you should be spending time with your family. So that's what I'm trying to teach people in the book so that they make the most of their lives. And it all comes down to that 3C formula. Right. So th- that was um, one of the one of the one of the messages that jumped out at me, and and look, when reading your book, I it was funny because a lot of the stuff that you know, I do a little bit of uh, high level, high end sort of fitness coaching. I don't I don't go into the performance stuff as much as you do, but more on the fitness side. But a lot of the same discipline type tenets that you talk about in the book, I I totally get, and I totally it resonates with me very loudly, and I I teach many of the same principles and. A lot of people are like, oh, man, you, you know, you, what is this like the military? Like you, you're so strict on this stuff. But when you really abide by this sort of structure, uh, it really does help provide a level of freedom. So that, that was one of the uh, biggest messages um, in the book that jumped out on me on how, as you say, structure actually gives you freedom in your life. And it's counterintuitive until you dig into it. So maybe you can talk a little bit on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I I love this phrase because it is, as you said, counterintuitive and I call it a paradox. But when you have more structure, you have more true freedom in your life. And I discovered this the hard way by having what a lot of people want in terms of freedom. I had true freedom. I was able to quit my job as a personal trainer and I was able to do whatever I wanted all day long because my online business was successful. And that way I ended up working too much because I didn't have boundaries 
And then I was also going out and partying too much at night. And I ended up with the anxiety attacks. And then I read this quote by a guy named Paolo Coelho, who's an author of uh, millions of copies of books, uh, The Alchemist and, and many other great books. He's very famous. And he has a quote that says, discipline and freedom are not mutually exclusive, but mutually dependent mm -hmm. because otherwise you would sink into chaos. And Jay, I actually did sink into chaos because I had too much freedom and not enough discipline. And there's another very popular author these days, Jocko Willink, who has a phrase, discipline equals freedom. And you see that in the military uh, quite a bit. And it truly is applicable to everybody's life. If you are really structured in your day, then you can go home and be truly free at night. But most people, they kind of want to just do whatever at work. You know, they want to bounce around to social media whenever they want. They want to be on their favorite website whenever they want. And then they go home and they're in a prison of having to check email because they didn't get all their work done or having to stay late and work overtime because they didn't get all their work done during the day. But had they put that structure in, they would have had true freedom. And, you know, to go back what you said, there's a lot of overlap between the way you coach your fitness clients and the way that I coach my high performance clients, it's because I learned so many of my success lessons from taking people through weight loss transformation contests. That's where I created or discovered my five pillars of transformation, which apply to having success in any area of your life. And it's the same sort of stuff that you teach. So there's uh, there's not a lot of you know revolutionary stuff in my book, but it's this holistic approach from the fitness world, the business world, the entrepreneurship world, the mindset, personal development worlds that all come together to make a high performer in any area of life. Yeah, absolutely. When I was reading your book, you know, it was it was you did a, such a good job of organizing it to to where it's very easy and very clear. I mean, the the concepts, like you said. I'd heard before and it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I've heard this before. You you hear these sort of things that this works, but the way you structured it, I think for the reader uh, was very powerful. So let's, let's jump into the five pillars of personal transformation, which is sort of uh, the, the secret sauce, I guess, so to speak. Um, can you walk us through those five pillars uh, and each of those five pillars and how maybe each of them uh, can help uh, our audience directly, you know, uh, immediately if, if they start taking action today. Right. And so I discovered these five pillars through, as I mentioned before, the weight loss transformation contests that I had, which were classic. You know, you take a before photo, you do my program for 12 weeks, you do an after photo, and then you write a little essay about your experiences in it. And I discovered that after about three of these contests that the winners always had these five things in place. They were always the ones who just had amazing results. And it was better planning and preparation than ever before. It was professional accountability. It was positive social support. It was a meaningful incentive. And it was the big deadline. And when you put these in place, not only can you transform your body, but you can transform your mind. You can overcome bad habits. You can find the love of your life. You can find the home of your dreams. You can get a raise. You can write a book, whatever you want. And here's how that breaks down. In fact, you can even overcome anxiety because I realized when I overcame my anxiety, I used these five pillars to break free. But it wasn't until two years after that I finally connected the dots. And so when you have better planning and preparation in place, that's the first pillar, then you go from just having this vague wish or vague dream. Like if you just want to lose 20 pounds, well, that's not a good plan. But if you say, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds in 10 weeks and I'm going to follow Jay's program and I'm going to follow this, pro this nutrition program from Jay and I'm going to drink this much water every day and I'm going to get this much sleep every day, that's better planning than you've probably ever done before. And that's half the battle. Now, you just go out and have to take action, of course, but 
most people, they just are confused. They don't know where to start. That's the number one obstacle for most people in life. That was a study that I read about career change. And they said the number one problem, the number one reason that most people don't make a career change, even though they really want to, is they just don't know where to start. So the better planning and preparation is pillar number one. Second pillar is professional accountability. And this is what you are, Jay. You are the expert. And professional accountability means having a coach. Because a coach is going to give you two things that nobody else is going to give you. The first is expert advice. And the second is hardcore accountability. And what that means is most other people, they're going to say, if you, if you screw up, they'll say, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Get just, you know, you're, going to, you're going to get back on track. Don't worry. But the coach, the coach is going to come in there and say, listen, you screwed up. And I understand. And there's nothing we can do about it the past, but let's put in place a system where you don't mess up again in the future. And they give you the advice and they hold you accountable. And it's really tough on the coach and it's really tough on the Mm -hmm. client, but it is that professional accountability that means so much. Third pillar is positive social support. These are your cheerleaders in life. The the people that will pick you up when you're feeling down, they're not going to give you expert advice, but everybody needs these people on, on dark days and through tough times. Fourth is the meaningful incentive. And this is Something that I changed in the past, it just used to be incentive. I used to think like, hey, if you paid yourself a couple hundred bucks to lose weight, then that would be enough. But I found out you know, through my contests, because I'm giving away $1,000 to the winners of four categories in my contest. I've given away over 100 grand to winners, but still people drop out, even though there's money on the line. And I realized the people that drop out don't have a meaningful incentive, a meaningful incentive. And that could be something like, having more energy for your children. When I heard that from guys all the time, or the fact that, you know, their doctor said you either shape up or you're going to probably die in about six months, that was a meaningful incentive. And that got them to stick to the program and go through the tough times. So it has to be meaningful to you. It can't be, uh, you know, applied to you by society standards. No, it has to be meaningful to you. You can't do it for somebody else. You have to do it for yourself. And then finally, the fifth pillar is the most important of all. It's the big deadline. It's having that 12-week contest, that 21-day habit change, that you know 90-day program, whatever it is, it has to have a deadline because the deadline gets you to take action in the first place, keeps you going through the middle when you're really slogging through those tough times. Mm-hmm. And then it speeds you up as you get closer and closer to the deadline because that's just human nature. We wait until the last minute to take action. So we have to have a deadline in place. So those are the five pillars, Jay. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing those. You know, I, I think there's so much there's so much that uh, you know really is powerful there and, and resonates. And you know, one of the things that especially is not not only as fitness coaches, but you know, it's a very big part of of fitness transformation is is uh, having a clear vision, like you said. Um, and a very specific goal. And a lot of people, you know, I think that I love how that translates into your professional life as well, because so many of us go through life. And if you don't actually know what you want to achieve in life uh, from a professional standpoint, it's it's like you're, you're, you're on a mission with with no map. You know, I mean, you have no compass or no 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 idea of where you want to end up, you know. And so um, I know that that and professionally, when you are are trying to achieve something, it's also very important to have those goals and to you know accountability. Obviously, professional coaching, uh, career coaching is is a huge thing that you do as well, and it's the accountability. You know, I mean, all these things come down to having someone there to sort of help you, guide you, and nudge you along the way when you need that. So I love those those five pillars. 
you mentioned earlier uh, so, something about how it's maybe it's easier to to tackle the morning, but then come afternoon, the challenges come up again because you you know maybe physically you're you're getting tired after after lunch or just you've had a lot going on, and so you actually spend a large portion of your book. You have an entire section called "Conquering the Afternoon." So tell us a little bit about some of the strategies that you have for getting over the hump, so to speak. Yeah, it's a great question because so many people, they're going to run into emergencies and, you know, all these obstacles in the way in the afternoon. And, and you know, you're going to, if you work with anybody, your your colleagues are going to say, hey, can you help me out? Or I need this by 3 p.m. And, you know, you, if you have kids, the kids might get sick. So all of these crazy things can come into place. But we can also plan the best that we possibly can can in order to deal with those obstacles. So what I like to do is I like to have all my clients sit down and think about all the obstacles that are in their way. And, you know, even just about five or 10 minutes, you can think ahead to the week and you can say, oh, you know, on Tuesday afternoon, I have a really crazy day with meetings. And then I have to go and take the kids to sports and all that stuff. And it doesn't look like I'm going to have time for, you know, to go out and get my regular nutrition. So I'm going to have to plan ahead. I'm going to have to prepare this food. I'm going to have to think about where I'm going to, you know, how I'm going to drive from work to get the kids and then take the kids to soccer. So I drive by a place that has healthy food. And what you're doing there is you're looking for every obstacle and then you're coming up with at least two solutions for each obstacle. So that you have plan A and plan B because if plan A doesn't work, then hopefully plan B will. Or you might use both of them and that way you'll make your success stronger. So the truth is, even though we know there's going to be a lot of chaos in our lives, we can plan as best as possible. Now, of course, there's always going to be something that comes up that we weren't prepared for. But that comes back to the stoic philosophy. We do control how we respond to things. We can sit there in traffic and get angry and yell, but that doesn't do any good. So instead, we can sit there and we can mentally think about planning something out, or we can listen to audiobooks. We can make the most of being stuck in traffic, or we can turn into rage and anger. And it really is up mm. to us and our mental preparation to deal with the chaos that the world is going to bring to every single person. Doesn't matter if you're single, doesn't matter if you're you know, uh, taking a break from work, you're always going to have a whole bunch of stuff come up in the afternoon and you have to be ready for it. Right. That's awesome. There was another part of the book that that I loved and it was because it was kind of very actionable. Um, and then you called it the 10, 3, 2, 1, 0 good night formula to guarantee 15 minutes of freedom. And I, I like that little, uh, that section because it was something that I never thought of uh, framing that way, uh, but it made perfect sense. So maybe you could uh, just run as quickly through what that is. Yeah. And this one is actually because it is so simple and so memorable that it's been on uh, Russian television, Australian television. It's been in papers in England because it is just so shareable. And the 103210 formula goes like this it is a sleep formula that helps you have a better night's sleep, fall asleep faster. And it starts 10 hours before you go to bed because the half-life of caffeine is 10 hours. So I want people to stop drinking caffeine 10 hours before bed. If they have an afternoon espresso and they wonder why they're tossing and turning at 11 o'clock, that's the reason. Yeah, because caffeine stimulates us and keeps us up tossing and turning at night. Now, the three is making sure that you stop having heavy meals, not snacks, but heavy meals about three hours before bed. And same with alcohol. Mm -hmm. Try not to drink within three hours before bed. 
Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, I'd love to have a glass of wine at night, you know, about an hour before bed or two hours before bed. But the problem is alcohol impairs your sleep cycles. And if you want to have a great night's sleep, then you don't want to have alcohol too close to your bedtime. Now, of course, you're going to have a little bit of alcohol on the weekend or at celebrations if you drink and want to enjoy it. But remember, if you want to be a high performer during the week, cut back your alcohol intake or eliminate it totally. And that way you will sleep better. Two hours before bed, we stop working because we want to eliminate the stress that is associated with work. Then one hour before bed, we're going to shut down all of our electronics. So we're no longer looking at the screens that are emitting light waves that also cause alertness and stimulation. So the last thing you want to be checking or doing is checking your email or your uh, watch uh, your Instagram or watching Netflix an hour before bed. And I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, that's exactly what I do. But listen, that is probably one of the reasons you're tossing and turning in bed. So go old school, you know, read a book, read an old school book, you know, one that actually you hold in your hand, um, not on a computer or play with your children or have a bath or talk with your spouse or spend time in bed with your spouse. But don't focus on electronics and email and all that stuff that's going to get you wound up when you try and shut the light off and go to sleep. So then the final the zero is the number of times you should hit snooze in the morning. And there's two reasons why physiologically, if you hit snooze and you fall asleep, you go back into a really crappy sleep cycle and you actually wake up groggier. But psychologically, my friend Bedros Koulian has a great quote that says, if you hit the snooze button, you're telling your hopes and dreams that they can wait and they don't matter. And that's telling your subconscious mind not to you know, put effort and energy into your big goals and dreams. And you don't want to be saying that. So don't hit the snooze button. If you want to get up at 6.30, Set the alarm for 6.30 and get up when it tells you to get up. Don't set it for 6.20 and think, oh, I'm going to get a 10-minute snooze. That doesn't help you. So that's the 10 3, 2, 1, 0 formula so that you can get up and spend 15 minutes focusing on your number one priority in life. I think that all of us struggle with uh, with the cell phone thing at night. I mean, that's one of my vices. And I it, it, every time I do it, I'm conscious that you know when I go up to the bathroom in the middle of the night and pee, I always come back and... I'll check my phone and oh, I know no. I'm doing I'm screwing myself by doing it and but yet I still do it every time. So that's that's an area that I struggle with myself and you know I mean there's I've I've you know like Ariana Huffington she's like don't even bring your phone into the the same room as you um and this and that and and so it's something that I'm I'm working on. So let me ask you uh as we look to wrap up here Craig and, and thank you again for your time it's been it's been so uh it's been so powerful so, some of the concepts that you've go over here I wanted to ask you uh you know when you read your book you know I'm 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 sitting here reading it and I'm a pretty disciplined guy myself uh and I'm like man Craig is like like the most disciplined guy I've ever met. So what do you do when you stumble, you struggle? You know, I mean, we're all human beings here. We're all going to slip up here and there. What are some tools, tactics, strategies that you use personally or you can recommend for someone that's following your formula and all of a sudden, you know what, one day they just sleep in and hit that snooze button or blow themselves out? Like what, what can you do to get back on? Oh, great question. Great question. So the first step, is forgive yourself. You know, so I just had a big fitness seminar this weekend here in Denver, Colorado, which is where my office is based. And we had a, you know, a great, really great group of people. And, and they went out on the Friday night and the seminar, you know, started back up Saturday morning. And one guy was really being hard on himself because he drank too much and he felt a little bit, um, you know, out of it and he was tired. And I said, 
listen, there's no point in, in you sitting here and beating yourself up about it because it's over. I mean, the past is the past. You learned a lesson and now you're going to go forward and put that lesson into place and you're not going to do the same thing again at a future fitness conference. So that's big. Forgive yourself and learn the lesson. Then move on and get your head centered as quickly as possible. So this is something that helps us at every time of the day. How can we get back on track mentally when something throws us off track? When some work colleague comes in and has a blow up at us and then they realize that, hey, you know, it wasn't your fault and they, you know, they have to come back and apologize. Well, you got to get your head head right. And just, you know, just like a pro athlete, you know, if they mess up, if they throw an interception or they pass the ball away to somebody else on the other team, whatever they do, you know, this is going to happen. And so they have to get back on track when they have the next play, when they get the ball back. That's what a professional does. So you have to come up with this thing in your head, whatever it is that gets you back on track. You know, for me as an author, I set up a lot of these rules in these in this discipline, Jay, because I'm very weak, just like everybody else. And I want to write a lot. And so I find myself or I used to find myself going and being on ESPN.com or checking some other sports websites and then realizing, oh, my goodness, I'm wasting this time. And what I realized I had to do was I had to get myself out of that, out of that uh, bad habit, that OCD loop and give myself a trigger to get back on track. And for me, it's the type of music. So if I can start playing classical music and open up a Word document yeah. and I can start writing, then I'm going to get back on track and it centers my mind. So whatever it is that you find yourself struggling with right now, whether it's a recurring thing or whether it's a once in a while thing, then just have a ritual, a routine, a trigger that gets you back into a positive mindset. Could be listening to music, could be listening to a motivational video on YouTube, could be reading a quick Bible verse, whatever it is that gets your mind right, and therefore you get back on track. That's a good uh, suggestion, actually. I never actually thought of specifically picking a trigger and and uh, and uh, you know isolating on one trigger that will snap me back into it. But I, it does make sense. You know, it's kind of it's it's uh, it's how humans sort of operate. So. Well, man, Craig, thanks so much. Again, uh, a lot of actionable stuff here. I think our audience is really going to get a lot out of this interview. And I, you know, obviously encourage everyone listening in to go check out Craig's book. And his he has a, a, a wealth of knowledge also available online. Uh, so, Craig, maybe you can tell us uh, where we can, my listeners can find you, follow you, and connect with you a little bit more. Absolutely. So, earlytorise.com is the website where we put out really great content every day. It's been around for uh, 17 years now, and people can follow me on Instagram.com forward slash Real Craig Ballantyne. If you uh, live in North America, you know, you have some listeners there, they can get a free copy of my book at freeperfectdaybook.com. Um, otherwise, people can get the Kindle version or the audiobook version on Amazon, of course. So I'm really looking forward to helping people around the world with the perfect day formula so they get dialed in for domination every day. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks again, Craig, for coming on the show. And we re really appreciate all the uh, advice. Thank you. All right. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week.
This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness.